We would like to acknowledge the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay our respects to their elders past, present and future. Welcome to Sit With Us, the podcast. I'm Ella and I'm Dom and this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships, reality TV, pop culture and everything in between. Coming up on this episode... If I'm sleeping with a woman that I have a really great connection with, even when you kiss, like you kiss with your entire body because you are completely and utterly safe. And that's the kind of sex that I want. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Sit With Us. We are so excited today as we are recording with someone who has, I guess, a lot on her list that she has accomplished. The beautiful Maria, which I mean... To start off with, she comes from Miss Universe. That was, first of all, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, the gorgeous Maria Thetil. I hope I'm saying your last name correctly. That is correct. I love that. Amazing. I love that. But welcome, Maria. Thank you so much for being here. I feel as though I'm ticking off a bucket list item for me that I'm actually chatting to a Miss Universe. I know, Uh, right? Like I, I grew up watching the Miss Universe pageants on TV and me and my mum would always kind of we'd take turns to like walk into the lounge room and do like our no yeah Miss Australia or like I wish Miss China we could strut and practice our Miss Universe catwalks together Oh my god! Oh. I feel like I've got it down pat. Um, it's <laughs> on like what a cool and amazing oh. thing to say that you've been like Miss Universe Australia. I feel like I I'm mean, disassociated it, from it, and I'm like, oh yeah, like that was a thing because I grew up watching it too. So yeah. when I think, oh, that happened, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's, it's crazy because I know you from you know social media coming off the show started to see your face pop up basically everywhere and anywhere that I looked I'm like who is this beautiful woman (laughs) and I didn't know really about Miss Universe like I didn't know that it was still something that was happening and then I also met Olivia and then someone was like oh she was also Miss Universe and I'm like wait what this is so crazy and I'm so interested to know all about it and if it's actually like Miss Congeniality because when I think of Miss Universe I just imagine Miss Congeniality like it's one of yeah. my favourite movies. Same. Yes Same. of all time. So I feel like we should start off with I mean you've obviously accomplished so much and congrats on your podcast that's just Yay. just gone live which is also. W- with the pretty epic name The Maria Thetil Show. Like, I mean that, that is. <laughs> I mean, oh, like just, talk show vibes. <laughs> yeah, no, love that. I mean, look, th- there is so much we we, we want to <laughs> get to yeah. um, in your story. But when it comes to Miss Universe, mm. where did the idea that you even wanted to sign up and go for this? And and I just want to put it out there for all the short gals. You've like yeah. literally, I mean, look, a short gal can be a Miss Universe bitch. Yeah, that's yeah, she I'm can. Five foot three, she can do five, it. Five three. Yeah, yep. I think I'm five three or five two. You could do it. Yeah. You could do it. No, <laughs> See, well, I love that. And yeah. you both are like you both are like the epitome of like women who are like in other women's corner. Like I love mm. it. And like when I think of Miss Universe, it was like you dumb. I grew up watching it with my mum. Yeah. But the crazy thing is I used to I loved the glamour of it, loved yeah. the gowns, beautiful women. But I never, like let me be clear, I never in my wildest dreams would have ever seen myself on that because Australia, like the women who represented Australia all looked Mm. a certain way. Mm. They were often, you know, blonde and and white and they're they're amazing, Mm. but they just didn't look like me. Yeah. And 
I didn't know it at the time, but I guess when I was growing up, I didn't really know if I felt Australian or not. Mm. So it was a sort of, it's beautiful, fun to watch, but I'd never see myself there. And then in 2019, at the time I was working in HR wow. and I just started, you know, beauty blogging. And this is a funny story because Dom, I first came across Dom, it was like Mecca land. Mecca yeah. used to put on these beauty Yes, <laughs> this is when I started, this is when we like must have started following each other yes. because I remember following you when you were in your HR job and you were, you know, I remember all of the stories that you posted and then all of a sudden it was like, bam, Miss Universe. <laughs> wow. And I remember meeting you and Dom was like, she was this beauty blogger, she was amazing and she was so nice mm. and I you know, used to struggle with really bad social anxiety. So I mm. never forget people who've been really nice to mm. me. Dumb was that. Aww, it was so, so nice. beautiful, so kind. And mm. anyway, I was doing that, working in HR. And listen to this for a story on manifestation, right? Love that. So I oh, we love to hear oh, yes. it's, it's We love to hear this. Yes. And this is like you were there the right day, right time, mm. right moment, whatever. But there was a fire drill in the building I worked in when I worked for the Victorian government and everyone in the building had to go to the, I don't think I've ever told this story. Everyone in the building had to go to the base of the building. And I saw this girl from across the room and I was like, damn, she looks really familiar. And I realized she was a girl that followed me mm. and her name was Priya Sorrell. And I DM'd her and I was like, hey, are you working you know, on Exhibition Street? And she was like, yeah, I am. So I'm like, cool, I work here too. I followed her. Like a month later, she became a Miss Universe Australia finalist. Oh, and I was like, wait a minute, she's wow. an Indian Australian lawyer. She's a finalist. So I started following along her journey. A couple of months later, she won. And so I got I to, yeah. And I remember the <laughs> night that I watched it, I was like, wow. I can't tell you the cocktail of emotions. I was like excited for her. Cause I'm like, oh my God, your life's about to change. Yeah. Two, it was like, she's Indian and wow. she's Miss Australia. Yeah. And then I had this feeling on the night of, I need to know what that feels like. Wow. I cannot explain it to you. It was like everything in my body was like, I have to do this. I have to apply. Because if she could do it and she's different yeah. and it forced me to check my own internalized misogyny on what the platform was. I thought, well, I'm not a model. I don't look a certain way. Mm. I can't do it. And I'm like, no, I'm smart. Mm. I am Australian. I have mm. something to say. Give it a crack. And so I did. And here we are. <laughs> oh, my wow. gosh. So 2019 was when I decided – and what's the process? So you apply, because I mean, I imagine, I think I was having this conversation with Blake. I'm like, do they have to have a talent? Like, that's what you see in the movies. So many people are like, is it like world <laughs> peace vibes? Yeah. Like, do I juggle? <laughs> no, like, so, so I would say, you know, you, you submitted a, a headshot and a body shot. And here's the thing about being short, right? The amount of insecurity I had around that thinking, mm. I need to wear really tall heels. I don't want them to know that I'm a short girl. I, st I went down this rabbit hole of constantly Googling past contestants who maybe were close in height to me because I was so desperate to see has someone else who's short done it and I couldn't find anyone wow. else who was five foot three wow. who had done it beyond maybe someone in 1960 something or whatever because wow. now there are height requirements in certain countries. Like I couldn't even apply in my home country in India because wow. I'm not tall enough. And isn't it really? so silly that something so, like your height, yeah. Are there height, height, so there's no height requirements for Australia? Not in Australia. And wow. after I competed 
several countries removed their high requirement. Oh, I ended up making it to the top 10. It showed people like, wow. it's got nothing to do with anything. Yeah. But I was really insecure wow. about it. But I just submitted the headshot. I submitted the full body shot. And you submit like a, a form where you tell them why you want to do it. Yeah. And I just went all in with, I'm passionate about this. I'm doing it because I have something to say. And if I do, I'll have a media career doing that. Mm. And I guess over the year, like normally what you're meant to do is go to events and mm. you do workshops with brands because you learn to be a brand ambassador, a spokesperson. Yeah. We went into lockdown as soon as I became a finalist. So wow. like wow. for me, it was, well, shit, I'm just locked down with my family. Can't get my hair done. Can't go to the gym. Can't do shoots. What do I do? So the way I showed up and competed was by showing people who I was on socials. And so I hosted a weekly Instagram live series where I mm. talked about every week social issues, feminism, whatever, mm. showing them, hey, I can speak and I can have impact even if it's from wow. my parents' corner room that I've just moved into. So that's how I did it. And all my content was with my family. Like my swim walk was shot by my mum and dad because I couldn't wow. even do the actual walk. So we filmed Gee. it and submitted it. Wow. So everything I did had to be from home and it ended up coming off and so i mean taking the prize i guess you know becoming miss universe like why do they choose like why why you out of everyone what what made you stand out i guess compared to everybody else i mean mm. i don't know how many finalists there are like i don't know mm. anything about it so yeah. what was that sort of unique well i think it, it depends on you know every single woman who was there and I remember I did an interview once and someone was like oh bullshit like that's just like all the nice things women say about each other I'm like no I fucking believe this I'm gonna give it to you straight if they picked another woman she would have done something completely different with the platform and that would have been hers to do mm. like I don't think I was any better I was just different and I just yeah. firmly believe mm. it was my time mm. Amazing. and yeah in yeah. that that particular in that particular year you know, the Black Lives Matter movement happened. Mm. People were locked down at home. And it's a lot for anyone to process. I personally feel like my strength is in the digital space. Mm. And so I think they just appreciated that I didn't shy away from social issues, political issues, talking about things like racism, because I think maybe mm. in the past you haven't heard that from a Miss Universe. Yeah. But I was willing to get up and, and say, you know what, we have a problem with racism in this country yeah. and we need to talk about this or we yeah. need to talk about that. And they were just like, whoa. And I think because of the social like movement that was happening at the time, yeah. they thought we really need someone who can speak. Yeah. Um, and I think I could. And I really feel like, you know, like I said, if it went any other way with anyone else, they would have owned it and made it their own. Mm. I think they just, they liked what I had to offer in that particular year. But I, I think it was time for it. Yeah. Because I did open up conversations that people hadn't had and yeah. it was, yeah. it was the right time. Was there anything about the Miss Universe universe let's call it uh, that <laughs> kind of <laughs> major you know i guess look miss universe hasn't had the best rap no donald trump oh. used to own it <laughs> oh my you know, god exactly i mean yeah. let's you know elephant in the room you know trump trump used to yeah. own it you know you, you hear stories and all of that kind of stuff and i guess now as you know a 30 year old woman and i think back to you know 12 year old dominica walking you know the catwalk in her lounge room watching with my mum you know, looking up to these women that, let's be honest, it wasn't attainable for me at all either mm. as a 12-year-old, mm. you know, Italian from Western Sydney um, yeah. who was short. Mm. You know, yeah. I don't have perfect teeth, I, I'm short. All of these women have are just beautiful, tall mm. and, and are smart and everything. It kind of, 
I guess some people would compare it somewhat to the Victoria's Secret yeah, catwalk. Absolutely. And, and we've changed so much. And so mm-hmm. how do you think Miss Universe has changed and has evolved? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Maria now would not have gone on in Miss Universe 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But No, absolutely I, not. I, that's the what I see of it because I don't think you would have put yourself into something that – you know, was like women pitted against women, mm, um, no. you know, and this like competitive thing. Like, of course, yes, there's a winner, but it's not – I really loved what you said just before about it. It was like if someone else had won, they would have done their best yeah. with that opportunity but, and you just doing what, you know. What I you, wanted to do with it. Yeah, it's just exactly. not my style, like the whole comp- competing thing. But to your point, I will say, so let's – elephant in the room it's it's not even let's just call it what it is miss universe has patriarchal roots Mm. like it does it started off as a beauty contest where you rate women based on their bodies Mm. and just their walk and it's not about what they have to say it's about how closely you fit a standard of beauty that is not attainable for not just 12 year old Domenica Mm. but 12 year old Maria who's Indian from Gladstone Park whose family doesn't have much and who is constantly reminded that she's not Australian enough So it wasn't attainable for me either, darling. And like I, you know, when I decided to do it, it was acknowledging, just want to clarify, when I did it, it wasn't owned by Donald Trump. Mm. So it was bought by IMG. And so the shift changed where it became more about being a spokesperson, being an ambassador. Mm. But at the same time, let's be honest, you don't see enough diversity of body shapes and sizes. We don't have enough gender identity diversity. We don't see even women who were short on the runway. Mm. So when I did it, it's like, okay, I get people who are like, I'm not for it, whatever, but I thought as a woman, as a woman of colour coming up in this country, no one is rushing to give me a platform for anything. Mm. I will tell you that much. Not TV, not media, nobody. So if I see an opportunity, if I can go in there, capitalise on it and change it from within, mm. I'm going to do it because we still live in a patriarchal society. We still live in a society that is not necessarily created for people who are black, indigenous, people 100%. of colour. Yeah. So yeah. for me, it's like, cool, Miss Universe, I saw someone who was different, who was smart, who represented me do it. And I thought if I do it, I'm going to change it from mm. within. And I'm going to show people it's got nothing to do with having an extensive history as a model. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with being tall, blonde, blue haired, like, you know, blue eyes, white, white skinned. I can do it as I am and win this thing based on what I have to say. Mm. And if that shows other people that this is, you know, your your capacity for impact, it's not about your height, it's not about what you look mm. like, it's about what you have to offer, then that's it. And the proof's in the pudding. Like when I did it, like I said, several countries removed their height requirement. Wow. It started a conversation in this country about what is Australian. And it's the same thing in 2018. Miss Universe had their first ever transgender participant walk the stage for Spain. And since then, we've had other transgender. You know what I mean? It just takes one person to come in and change it. Mm, So I might not have done it 15 years ago, but I'm bloody happy I did it now because I know that my impact in that world, it was like I did what I went there to do. Mm. And I might not have won it, but I had a purpose. And I felt like I I lived it. I did it. And it it started, you know, I wouldn't Mm. have this career now if I didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, and it and it took courage to do that yeah. as well, Maria. So you have to be commended for that oh, because yeah. it certainly wouldn't be an easy thing as a woman of color who's constantly been told they're not Australian enough to go and represent Australia mm. in Miss Universe, but also with the intention that 
hey, I want to shake this shit up and I want to change what people think of a beauty pageant or whatever Mm -hmm. that may be. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to be commended for that because it's a huge thing and and it really makes me fucking sad because – my entire childhood I went to a Catholic school in Western suburbs and I was surrounded like it was a multicultural as fuck Mm. school like I had so many Filipinos I had Indians I had Mm. you know we even had like some Muslim kids at our school even though it was a Catholic school like people from all different backgrounds and so when I still see on social media on the news all of this kind of like racism and hate and Mm. just all this like weird divide I still don't understand it. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't make sense to me that we've come so far and we like to think that we are such a progressive society, but mm. you've got to start somewhere. And I think it's just small changes like this of people who are actually going to mm. disrupt the system that's actually going to make those changes. It's that mm. thing that you said about, yeah, come here and say you're going to shake shit up. And it's funny yeah. you said that because that was actually the first thing I said after I won. Wow. I was, I think I, when I give my press conference, I'm like, I'm about to shake it up. Yeah. And what you said about growing up in a multicultural society, like it's so real because people do want to say like we're multicultural, we do mm. this, but history matters. And mm. if you if you look at the history of this country, mm. like the reality is there are generations who grew up in that time where there was a white Australia policy. Yeah. And when yeah. immigrants came to this country, originally it was Europeans that were ostracized. Then it was Asians and it's black people, mm. our indigenous, yeah. like indigenous people in this country still are up against so much Mm. and it's like when you still have those old generations around and and the ideas are still filtering through it's still there like an Mm. undercurrent you know and it's a scary thing and it's it is upsetting but that's why you've got to have different people not just at Miss Universe or on TV Mm. or or having podcasts but in production rooms at media Mm. companies running those companies in decision making rooms because in the the decision making positions because that's where it's really going to start to have an effect and yeah it it is historically uh white men in these positions Mm. that are making choices that aren't you know progressive and aren't moving us forward we're actually probably going backwards a little bit as a society i think you know um Mm. just from Sometimes I think social media can be a really inclusive and amazing space mm-hmm. and then some days I just read some comments and I see some things that, are, you know, um, some people post and it's just like, fuck, we've still got a long way to go. Like yeah. the yeah. things that people of colour have to go through, transgender people. Yeah. If you're different, I feel as though – and I don't even like saying that because what does that even mean? Well, that what is, yeah, like, like when you, you say, know, yeah, it, it doesn't even seem. I know it doesn't what you even, mean. You don't mean, I know you don't mean different, but you mean when you're someone who challenges what has yes, typically what is, been acceptable. Yeah. Typical, like the typical, yeah. the fucking mainstream, the, yeah. you know, whatever you want to call it. And I hate that because I hate that word different. Like I just, yeah. I think there's so much beauty in being like a kaleidoscope of colours and so mm. much. To, and different to, experiences. Yeah. Like yeah. there's so much happening at the moment around a lot of like anti-LGBTQIA plus sentiment. And I feel mm. like with, you know, all the uproar around drag queens and we've just come mm. off World Pride and my brother and I are queer and like it's just people sort of, even just the idea what you said where people will say things like, you know, oh, it's, it's fine to be how you are, just don't put it in our faces without even recognising mm. the bias yeah. of kids are literally taught to accept being straight as the default. Mm. It's like 
you know, we need to stop measuring everything else up against these things as the norm yeah. and recognise yeah. like people just have different experiences Yeah, and it's okay. Moving on from, you know, Miss Universe, you did that in 2020. You get to 2022 and look at you, you're in the jungle. <laughs> you're in the jungle. Um, I find myself so in the jungle. The, from, from the beauty pageant to the jungle. <laughs> Which I love, How? what a transition. How, how was that experience for you? And do you agree, Maria, that it was a life-changing experience? You would know it is mm. a life-changing. You would know. it's yeah. Okay, so I'll tell you, I did have offers for other shows and I very specifically chose that one because mm. as, you know, you would know, Dom, it is the, it's one where you can actually be, you know, in front of Australia as you are. Mm. Like you're not a yeah. character, mm-hmm. you're not your job, you're not your status, you're not what people think because literally everyone's in the same clothes. You don't mm. have hair, you don't have makeup. So that's all part of the social experiment where anything that makes up your ego, it's stripped back. Yeah. So you've got to be you. And it was so life-changing. I didn't realise that, you know, the bonds we formed within days, everyone was genuinely connected. Mm. And I came out of it feeling so much more sure of myself because I came out um, You did, in that's the right, yes. Yeah. So did Wow, yeah. that's going to get to that. Yeah, it was, it was a real, uh, yeah, experience for you. It wow. Like, but that's what it was life-changing because for me it's like anything that I was building up in my head around, like that was one thing in my life that I wasn't comfortable with and that I'd yet to claim. And when I was in there, I'm like, was it planned? What am like, I doing? Absolutely not. No, you, Absolutely not. Wow. If you watch all my – so the charity that I had picked was Minus 18 because my brother's gay. Yeah. And – I, I said, I want to go on there and talk about him. I want to share his story. Nobody knew that I was secretly, you know, closeted and curious wow, and I'd been dating wow. women and trying to keep it a secret and super anxious about that sort of thing. Wow. And so when I was in there, I kind of was just like, oh, I was chatting to David and I thought the more conversations I would have around my charity and around what I wanted to support, I just felt like such a – I'm not going to say it's it's warranted – because it's not phony, like being closeted mm-hmm. and struggling to accept this about yourself. People do it on their time and it's okay for anyone who's listening who feels like, well, does that make me phony if I'm not coming out? No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But in that context, I was like, I'm speaking up about this. If there's ever a time mm-hmm. to be true to myself, it's yeah. right now. Wow. It, it, but then after It's I, what the jungle does to you though. It it's does. Like you are so real you. and raw. It's mm-hmm. like I want to just be the most real and authentic form of myself that I can be in here so it, it makes sense and I, I completely get where you're coming mm. from in that because having lived that experience I understand it so it wasn't planned for you you didn't speak to obviously your loved ones and say hey guys I'm <laughs> no. I'm coming out wow. uh, so what was the reaction I guess when you got out of the jungle and you yeah. were able to speak to your loved ones like mm. what was that like well so I'll tell you, and um, like you'll know this, like there are so many cameras there, right? Like mm. on the first day you're like, whoa, this is so weird. But then yeah. you actually just get used to them and you're mm, like, oh, yeah. whatever. And I didn't even talk about coming out with the producers in the little talk-talky like confessional wow. room for like four days. I had a conversation with David and then I was wow. like, I went about my day and he's like, hey, so the producers were like, that's a pretty big deal that you came out to me. Like, what did you, did you talk to them? I'm like, no, I didn't. I just chatted <laughs> to you and off I went. And so like... It was really that like, oh, like that just happened. But when I came out, I was like, well, shit, I got to tell mum and dad. But the first thing I did was there was a girl that I'd hooked up with at a party right before I went on the show. And I panicked because we'd kissed at a party and 
I was wearing red lipstick, so it was all over our faces. So I, I smoke bombed it. and I left the party. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and she, I know. And then I was like, shit, I'm going on the show. I don't want any like controversy. I don't want people knowing. Mm. And she was really beautiful. She wanted to see me and I didn't see her before I went on the show. Wow. When I got out of the jungle, <laughs> the first thing I did was hit her up. Oh, yay. <laughs> and we Aww. had the most incredible time. And that was, it ended up being my first time with a woman. And wow. it was like, just so, I was so like comfortable in myself. So then it came to telling yeah. mum and dad. And I had like a few months in between being on the show, it airing. And I sort of like shit sandwiched them. Yes, <laughs> like, literally. So I went to tell them about my book deal. Wow. And I had another piece of good news. And I sat them down. And I'm like, I got some things to tell you. And I'm like, I got a book deal. I'm queer. And something else. <laughs> and, wow. and they were just like, what? And they didn't even get what bisexual was. It took them a long enough time wow. to understand, okay, my son is gay. But to understand mm. that my, you know, our daughter can have the same feelings for women and men when in their head they're like, but it's a physically different experience. What do you mean? Like they really struggled with it. Yeah. Not to accept it, but to understand it. Yeah. So it was a lot of conversations where I'm like, look, I get that. And it's okay if you never understand it, but at the very least I would love for you to respect and accept who I am. Mm. That's my experience. And they were really supportive. On that, Maria, as a whole, you know, with the accepting and understanding, do you think that it does get a little bit confused? Like in society there's mm. a confusion that there's more people that won't accept queer people, more so that it's actually they don't know how to understand it. Yes, mm. and I think that's – and this is coming back to the point earlier. I think a really big thing that happens because – so the second episode of – my podcast was talking to yeah. my dad and my brother about sex mm. just having an open conversation because we're a pretty open family and on it, it the conversation ended up just going to dad learning to accept my brother and I being queer wow. and I got a message from someone it was a, an older woman who said Maria we listened to your episode my son came out as bisexual to me and he is a partner they're looking to get married and I really want to accept him but I just don't understand it your dad was a priest he knows what it says in the bible i just can't get behind it here's my number i really want to talk to your dad and it was like that for me i think it is so common with people that because maybe they're heterosexual yeah and they're seeing someone who is feeling something they don't mm. understand is living in a way that challenges yeah. everything they've yeah. been taught about mm. what's normal and the way to go in not understanding it they reject it mm. and what i would love for us to get to a point you know, in society is where we acknowledge that there are going to be experiences that we never understand. Yeah. Like I don't understand what it is to feel like I am born in the wrong body. Mm. I do not yeah. understand mm. that. Yeah. But yeah. I can yeah. appreciate and respect that that's yeah. not my that's not my lived experience and it's also yeah. not my place to judge someone else's lived experience. Yeah. So I think if we can get past feeling like we need to understand and validate mm. everything and swallow our own ego for a minute yeah. and just go, there are people who are different to us. I'm not the norm. Yeah. I'm yeah. not the default and I'm not better or above someone else just because I live a certain way. Mm. That I think is half the issue. Yeah. And yeah. before you came out on I'm a Celebrity, had you explored your sexuality 
much before then? A little bit, a little bit. Like I remember in 2020, my like most rebellious thing was switching my dating app preferences to like everyone, not just men. And I remember when I got like messages from a few women, it was Mm. so exciting. And then someone messaged my best friend Shannon. Oh, you guys know Shannon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone (laughs) messaged Shannon and was like, oh my God, is Maria gay? Like we've seen this. And I just said to her, Tell them it's a catfish. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just pretended then I switched my app preferences back. Oh, wow. Once I got back from Miss Universe and I felt like the public eye wasn't on, they were still on me. Yeah. But it wasn't like I was about to go to this competition. I loosened up a little bit Mm. and I started going on dates with women Mm. and we'd go out and... I'd be making out with them at bars and things like that. And I just had this anxiety of someone's going to see, someone's going to write something. Mm. There's going to be a tabloid article. So I never, I never loosened up enough to ever actually properly explore a connection. Mm. And it wasn't until I did and I came out that I met my now ex and was able to actually fall in love. And do you know what's so crazy? So I've had that relationship and that has ended. Yes, but I've never felt so comfortable Mm in my sexuality to the point that now I actually know I prefer dating women than I do men. I prefer my relationships with women. It's made me realize that a lot of my relationships with men, my God, they they didn't even come close to things I've experienced with women. And it's Mm. like, I'm still learning, but it's like, imagine I never got past that and I never knew Mm. my capacity for what sex and love has been for me since. It's like, it blows my mind thinking I may never have known that. And so you've had one serious relationship with a woman. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, I kind of saw, yeah. I never met her or anything like that, but mm. I did see some stuff that you guys shared on socials. Yeah. And I don't really know if it's been spoken about, you know, why it ended, but things yeah. are amicable or? Yeah, I think, you know, we, the relationship ended and I feel like for so many people, they'll resonate with knowing like you can love someone and you can love them so much and and sometimes your paths just go in different directions and that's okay and I really wanted to for me I had a lot of anxiety about sharing it Mm. um that the relationship ended we had we had so much love and so much support Mm. but at the end of the day I'm also not going to role model an unhealthy or unrealistic representation of what my life is and the the reality is relationships end and that's okay and I have so much respect for her and that's just what that was but no one will ever be able to take away how much she brought into my life Mm. and how she just was the best thing for me at the time in my life that I had and I'm very lucky to have experienced that so you know it's 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 over but it's okay that's life. And so, and are you currently dating now, or is that like, <laughs> or are you really like, dating? Are we like you've got a million things. Focus, we're doing everything. Well, <laughs> <laughs> how do you have time anyway? <laughs> honestly, honestly, I got your vibrator. I didn't even have time to masturbate. Like, like I don't think five. Well, that's what I was about right to say. Now. You've got about a million one things going on, so <laughs> you don't even have time but to I masturbate. Say, so you know, no, but I will say, like, I am healing. And I'm having fun. Mm. And for me, it's like I will date if it's a situation that adds value to my life and it makes me happy. So I'm, I'm enjoying my life. Yeah. And, and that's the way it know, should be. Good. And I think and that's, that's yeah, how you like, get to a place of happiness and where, yeah. you know, you're happy in life is when you just allow yourself, you give in to, okay, I need the time 
the space, the whatever that may be to get to that place. But also if um, you enjoy dating, because another thing yeah. that people, like there's there's two ways to think about it. Like people might be like, okay, yes, take the time to heal and do whatever mm. and maybe just hold off and, and whatnot. But I'm just such an open person yeah. that if something is bringing me joy and peace, I'm going to be open to it if I've got the space in my heart for it. And yeah. so I'm really enjoying my life right now. Good. Things are good. And I'm curious to you know, since you've dated, you know, men and women, yeah. Is there a massive difference? I mean, what do you love more about dating women than men? I think for me, there is. And not everyone's going to resonate with this, anyone who might be pansexual, bisexual. But this is just my experience. And I'm realising, hey, this is evolving. I might realise, you know, even more the the further along in in my life that I go. But I feel with women it's my preference to date women Mm -hmm. and there is a certain type of energy that I'm drawn to and what I've really loved is the kind of emotional intimacy that I've been able to have with women yeah and and it's like you know what I've realized in my relationships with women it's hit emotional intimacy sexual chemistry that's Mm. insane like the partnership element like everything's at the friendship everything's there whereas in my relationships with men that I've had it's either been just like really fun like good sex yeah or we've been really great and best friends and maybe the sex element has been missing and I've not been able to find everything in my relationships with men Mm. whereas with women I have and I just feel like I feel safer with women I feel more comfortable and I'm realizing in hindsight now with some of the relationships that I've been able to have with women I don't think I've ever been able to open up in this way with a man before and that was all that I knew at the time so I was like oh okay this is what Mm. it is like but now I'm like, holy shit, maybe it's meant to feel like this. And I didn't even know because I was closeted. So that's where it's at for me. It is different. Maybe I'm gay. Who knows? But so like, what, it's do like, you, what do you identify as now? I is would just say pansexual. Pansexual. Um, but the thing is, it's like I'm, I'm just learning a lot about just how different it has been. And it's okay, I think, to question that. Yeah. I'd love for you to define what pansexual means because I hear it floating around all the time. And, and you're I like, don't... what is the difference? Mm. Yeah. Yes, what's the difference? Well, I, when I came out, I said bisexual. Mm. So it's like, oh, you can date men or women. Then there's gay, there's being lesbian. But when you say you're pansexual, effectively it doesn't matter like what gender a person is and it's not just men or women. It could be non-binary people too. Mm. It could be transgender okay. people too. It's yep. just like people are people. And so yes. I know like I've been attracted to non-binary people. I know like my capacity to love people actually isn't just men or women. So that then would be like pansexual um is it like energy is that for me for me it's like and it's not like being pansexual has to do with energy i think it's just like anyone like sexuality is fluid i think it's on a spectrum Mm. and for me my personal experience that other people might relate to they might not Mm. it's this is just me i'm very drawn to a certain kind of energy and it has nothing to do with a person's gender oh yeah you know but i am more drawn to women who have a a certain type of energy they're a little bit more you know more of like a masculine energy Mm. and I just I know what energy I fuck with and it's like Mm. it just seems to be I seem to have a type yeah (laughs) and my friends they can pick it a mile away like if they see someone they're like (laughs) (laughs) hey what I want to know is right so as a female and I see myself as straight Mm. My female friendships that I have, I love my girlfriends wholeheartedly. Mm. But I've never looked at my female friends or I've seen other females and gotten to know them and thought, 
oh, fuck, I'm attracted to her on mm. another level. Mm-hmm. I love dick. <laughs> I don't think I would ever know what to do with vagina. Yeah. So, like, do you want to know, like, is it different for me? Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. Yes. And this is, so this is the mm. thing. When I was growing up in school, I went to a private girl's school, all girl school, and my first crush on a girl, I would have been 13, mm, 12, 13 wow. years old. Yeah. And I remember it was, she has the energy that I'm talking about. Like yeah. she was like this yeah. like, tomboy. She was really cool, really sporty. Mm. And I remember like the first day she said like, hey, to me in the corridor. And I was like, <laughs> you know, you what is something. this? I felt something. <laughs> yeah, but, wow. then I thought, but then I thought to myself at the time, I didn't know that being bisexual, I didn't even have the language okay. to articulate that. Yes. So that's so why I, I don't have the language to articulate even yes. what I'm trying to say here because you in that moment felt it. I felt yeah. it, but yeah. I didn't have yeah. the language. But I knew that you could be gay and I'm like, well, yeah. I'm not gay. You're not so gay, but yeah. I don't know wow. what this is. And then when I was like 16, 17, going to parties, I would make out with my female friends and I would mm. I remember this one friend we always made out with each other at parties and I used to look forward to it and I used to be like no but like surely like girls do this when they're drunk this makes like, me, yeah like because yeah. me growing up okay like I have even still to this day yeah. like I look at women and I'm like she is a fucking babe like yeah. I check out women yeah non-fucking stop like even my boyfriend is like Dude, I like literally just saw you check out that chick's ass. We walked past this girl the other day. Are you gonna, but you can appreciate like, a hot female. I like love women. Yeah. And even when I was young, we used, I used to always hook up with girls at parties. But I never like thought that that was. I never really. Maybe I just didn't get that feeling or that mm. fe- you know that feeling that. But you that's have. okay. But that and you know what? I think so many people. I love that you brought this up because yeah. I feel like a lot of your listeners are going to listen to this and go, "Wait a minute." Maybe I hooked up with someone and does this mean I'm queer? You don't have to label anything. That's the beauty of it. And it's like that might have been your experience. You might have done the drunk hookup thing. Mm. You might have felt something. You might have not. But what I guess I would love for people to do is if you feel something – just allow yourself to explore that and yeah. and don't pressure yourself to put a label on it. And I love that you brought up labels because I think we get so caught up with going, yes. well, what are you? What are you yeah. this and you that? What, what are we? Like even with, you know, in hetero yeah. relationships, oh, what are we? Like are you my boyfriend? Like yeah. am I your girlfriend? We've got to we put get a label so on it. Yes. Caught up and with, it's like what, just be- with labels and then, you know, in – even being a queer person or even transgender or non-binary, it's like there's you've always got to have a label to say what yes. you are. and Because labels it's so- make people digestible. But the problem mm. is like the labels ironically – somehow end up being the thing that makes people stop being themselves. Because for me, I had this freak out about I'm not gay, I'm Mm. straight. I was so fixated on the label that I didn't even let myself explore it because I'm like, well, I don't fit into any of these boxes, so I'm just going to do my thing. So I think like forget the labels, forget figuring out Mm. who you are, what you are, you Mm. are just you. And if you feel something... Go with it. I like Shannon. She, if she's listening, to this, I know <laughs> Shannon's gonna listen. We, Shout out Shannon. Shout out Shannon. You, no, but Shannon's so funny because she's like you. She will appreciate a hot woman, mm. and people sometimes tease her and be like, "Ha ha, Shannon, you're probably gay," <laughs> but she's not. And it's like it's okay to appreciate, yeah. you know, attractive people. You don't. It doesn't have to mean anything. Mm. Like you don't have to worry. Does that make me this or that or the other? But for me, where it was, it's that I knew. Oh, I felt an attraction and I didn't yeah. know what to do with it. Yeah. And so when I was exploring it, I remember thinking to myself, all right, if I sleep with a woman, I might realize I don't like this. Mm. And I might realize maybe I just have an emotional connection or vice versa. Maybe I don't yeah. have an emotional connection. I just want to fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, 
when I was going into that, I recognized no matter what it was, it wasn't going to be a, this makes me queer or not. It was like, whatever it is, it's fluid. And that's just my reality. And it happened to be that physically, I'm very attracted to women. I prefer sex with women. And I also have really great emotional connections with them. Mm. But if, even if it was one or the other, that's also okay. Yeah. You know what Do I mean? Do you think it's the like, emotional connection, you know, you say you have emo- stronger emotional connections with females. Do you think that adds to what makes sex with a woman better than with a man? Um, I think there's definitely Or is it purely physical? Yeah. yeah, it is because I feel safer. And, and yeah. I, can, I can understand that yeah. to some extent, like being with my girlfriends, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm relaying it back to that and like even just being with Dom when – and your mm. best friends when you just yeah. feel safe with them mm. and like they know how to comfort you and make you feel yeah, yeah. safe with yeah. anything that yeah. you say or feel. It's like I can kind of understand when you say safe with women. Like yeah. I can really feel what that would be. But but why don't I relay it to you like this and for any listener who is, you know, you're not queer mm. but like, okay, Ella, Dom, like when you guys have slept with, say you've slept with a man mm. where it's like a one-off, like a one-night stand or something, you don't know them, you don't have any connection, mm, yeah. compare that to when – you're sleeping with your current boyfriend and you've got that oh, intimate connection. The like what's yeah. the sex like there? Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is the best sex I've ever had in my whole entire there life. There you go. Because yeah. <laughs> I've never had this emotional connection with right? someone before. Yeah. So it's like, can't fucking compare. I can't wait for missing out on this shit forever. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, so yeah. it's yeah. like, it's that. Whereas for me, it's like the emotional connections just happen to hit like a whole other, really like the way I relate to men and women is very different. And mm. I don't know if this is just, a me thing it's just the way I've experienced it my connections with men have not been like this right. and I just feel like I connect better with women and mm. so if I'm sleeping with a woman that I have a really great connection mm. with it's like even when you kiss like you kiss with your entire body mm. and it's like every single thing is heightened because you are completely and utterly safe and I'm so able to just be open and present with her mm. it's like that's the kind of sex that I want. And I've just not had both where it's like super emotionally intimate and physically good. So Mm. it's just a whole other level for me. I feel like I just like took y'all to the bedroom. I was like, so then. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is everybody on? It's it's so so fascinating though because it it does make sense. Like I I understand that. Yeah. The way that you just articulated that I was like, okay, wow, I actually really get that now. Yeah, so like I with you, like for you why. to be with the difference between men, for me it's just like a difference between the genders that I've been with yeah. and I just mm. happen to have that more with one gender. So it's like it's different. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's so interesting, isn't yeah. it? And you, the way that you even just communicate it, like I feel like I'm mesmerised by the way that you're even talking about it. I'm like, yeah, maybe I feel that way too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yay. Like it's really nice. Yeah. Now I want to ask, you're a massive manifester right yes i'm a witch yeah so you bought out your book unbounded in 2023 i am a very big manifester as well um you know living it today Mm. today even right here right now like everything that's happened in my life has been manifested Mm -hmm. i want to ask about your you know where did all of your manifesting come from what made what opened you up to i guess the other side you know yeah i grew up in a very religious family and i don't identify as religious anymore Wow. Definitely more spiritual. I just don't um, – I, I don't subscribe to a certain belief system. Mm. I have my own beliefs. Yeah. But with manifesting, it's interesting because my dad used to tell me to journal when I was little. Mm. So I'd be like eight years old and he would say, write, just just write, you know, yeah. what you want to do. And I used to write – 
I have this journal from when I was eight mm -hmm. and in it there's diary entries where one day I decided I wanted to be a journalist. Yeah. So I wrote articles. Then one day I said, I want to be an author. So I wrote a story. Mm -hmm. There's even an entry in there where I said I wanted to design fashion ads and I drew like pictures and ironically all those things, I do it in my career now mm -hmm. in, this, in some kind of a capacity. Yeah, wow. And so when I was 19, I started journaling again after stopping in my childhood. And I would just, I was going through a high school breakup. Mm -hmm. I started writing. And then I guess over the last few years, I, I hit a point where I felt really lost. And that's mm -hmm. the opening of Unbounded. Mm -hmm. It was when I had a five-year relationship and I was wow. like five figures in debt hated everything, moved back home to my parents. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? And I was like 27. And then I moved back home and I'm like, I'm just going to start again. And I threw my hat in the ring for Miss Universe. And I remember I wrote down exactly why in my head I wanted it, mm -hmm. what I wanted to do with it and why it was going to serve other people. And I just had it so strongly in my mind that I feel like the energy I was bringing to everything I did was, it was pure. Mm -hmm. Like it was excited. It was mm -hmm. motivated. It was like, no, I really believe in this. And I feel wow. like for me, what manifesting is, it's when you put action and you align your thoughts, but it's with the right energy. Yeah. All of that was in alignment that year. And I remember I would meditate and I would really focus. Like I didn't let anything take my focus that year. Mm -hmm. I knew why I wanted to do it and it brought that into fruition. But like really I would say my career began after that mm -hmm. because that's when I was like, well, we're here. I want to end up on TV. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I wrote every single thing down and it was constantly – keeping it at the forefront of my mind, whether I'm writing notes to myself or writing yeah. checks to myself, mm -hmm. keeping it up on a wall, yeah, saying, yeah. you know, I don't know how it's going to work. And I think a part of manifesting, like tell me if this is what you guys do too. Mm. A part of it is letting go of the logistics and worrying about how is yeah. this going to manifest? Mm -hmm. Because I think then we get bogged down in the, but I don't have the money or the connections yeah. or this or that. Exactly. So yeah. I would say yeah. in 12 months from now, I don't know how, but I'm going to have a TED talk. Yeah. And then that, like that happened. Or I'm going to have a book deal, don't know how. And when you look back, you can see the trajectory of this led to this led to this. Mm -hmm. But in the moment you have to have faith and you just have to say, I don't know how, but I'm going to get there. Yeah. And work for it. Like work. And when you're manifesting or journaling, I mean, I, I've journaled for a very long time. Like mm. everything that has happened to me in the past 12 months since coming off maths is all in my journal. Yeah. Everything that happened on maths. But when you manifest, are you really visualizing, are you a more, because I know that some people don't necessarily do that visually, mm. Mm. Um, visualizing and also really feeling the emotion of already having it. I have a really witchy, funny, weird thing that I do, but I'm, I'm just going to tell you. I love it. It's like, I'm all for this. <laughs> <laughs> I no, love... it's like, it's like, it. okay, I'll tell you guys. Yes, I do visualize. So mm. I will just start by saying yes, I will do guided meditations mm. on it. Often it's gratitude stuff. Yeah. So I remember, for example, the morning of the Logies last year, mm. I did a gratitude meditation where I just recognized so much that was happening in my life. And I yeah. was like, I'm just actually going to sit with it. And I think with visualizing, yes, see your future, but you also have to sit in an appreciation for what you have mm -hmm. in order to bring more mm -hmm. in. Because if yeah. you're constantly just chasing the next thing and feeling like you don't have enough, yeah. that's the energy we're talking about. It's yeah. a scarcity mindset and a scarcity energy. But I do like to visualize, I like to write, and I'm pretty clear on my goals, but with enough openness that if something else comes along the way, I'm going to try it because mm -hmm. I don't know what you know something bigger could be in store yeah but here's a freaky manifesting thing Tell that us. i once heard no it's pretty freaky i love so it i read this in a book i think it was this book called pussy a reclamation and okay. it was saying how just just try it guys and i'm telling you yeah some shit has really gone down yeah for me. I'm i'll try anything you will try this actually <laughs> no i want you guys to tell me if this works for you okay 
when you masturbate and you're about to come, think of something that you want to manifest and in that moment that you come have it in your mind and that's like a witchy manifestation thing where it's like because your energy is like I've actually heard of this before right where they say because it's super euphoric and you're like in this this moment you're in that moment of like it's like the energy behind it. Yeah. So I've done it before and certain things have come to fruition. <laughs> well, I'll be doing that probably tonight then. <laughs> I'll be doing that tonight. Could have done it this morning. <laughs> Everybody's going to be like coming and praying. <laughs> Seriously. I, I mean, an orgasm is is like a religious experience though. Right? It right? is. Yeah. Like your entire is. body it's... is like and just see it and let it go. Like feel it, let it go. And isn't it so crazy that we can only – feel that feeling from masturbation, right? And it is such an intense, like it overtakes your body, like your mind and every nerve, everything just like goes to this place that you can't even try and do any other way but masturbating. And it's like, yeah, no shit. You could probably manifest when you're in this complete like euphoric feeling. Like when your vibration is that high, it's like the strongest time to manifest. I think so. And like I'm I'm very like with energy. We we talked about energy a lot, but yeah. it's it's for me when I'm actually working on something or mm. if I'm trying to set up my goals for the year or whatever, yeah. I do want to be in a place where my energy is good. Yeah. Because I think everything's connected. Every single mm-hmm. person you've met, you end up connected. Mm-hmm. Every single idea, person, place, like we are all connected. Yeah. And so if I'm trying to influence my energy a certain way to, to manifest certain outcomes, mm. I want it to be good. And it's fucking good when I'm orgasming. Yeah, so I'm yes. going to keep my goals front of mind. I love that. More yeah. orgasms, guys. Wow. Guys, orgasm and manifest. You orgasm heard it here. Manifest. <laughs> well, it's basically what I've been doing for the past is over With a decade. With the new <laughs> vibe that you two happen to send my way. Exactly. Which, by the I way, mean, that's what I'll be doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we love to hear that. Now, I think what we really want to get to know, and we are, I mean, we could keep chatting to you for ages, let's be real. <laughs> but what I know that Dom and I would really love to know, I guess, the Maria, you know, Behind everything that you do day to day, put aside all your amazing successes, what is Maria like at home? What is downtime for you? Like what does that look like? Do you know what? I am definitely a lot more chill. Like I feel like Mm. on socials because that's work, right? Yeah. And you guys relate to that. When you show up on socials, a lot of it is work. And I try and share my life too. But honestly, the thing I like to do in my downtime is just hang out with my family, yeah. hang out with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm dating someone, spend time with them and mm. do things in nature, like go away for the weekend, you know, go paint, go be on a farm, go do this, go mm. do that. Like it's just doing things that are just away yeah. from the busyness of life. And I actively yeah. manage anxiety as well. Mm. And I feel like if I can have a break from like my busy life, that's just, yeah. that's what I like to do. I like to just be with my family. For, I'm so boring. It's that. No, but we yeah, love that no, too. I think yeah. the, older, the older I get, honestly, yeah. the more time I actually want to take away from social media as much as I can. And I yeah. think it's, mm. I actively do it because like you just said, it's the only way that I can actually lower my anxiety as a whole mm. um, and lower my stress levels because, yes, it is work, but it's, it, when it is your job, it's, it feels as though you can never switch off. Yeah. And, even, and, and, and because we're sharing our lives, it's like, okay, well, I'm just sitting around doing nothing. I still have to share, share that. Share that I'm doing you. nothing? Do I need to share yes. that I'm doing nothing right Can now? Can I say my yeah. therapist told me and something my therapist said, and you guys would relate to this because your career, like – 
massively like stratospheric growth straight away yeah. like when your career grows really fast and yeah. a lot of it is commodifying your life mm. you lose yourself and my therapist actually said yeah. to me massive advocate <laughs> yeah. for mental health i see a psychologist regularly yeah she said to me you need to have things that you keep just for you because i yeah. do that thing I where know. if i'm relaxing i'm like here's me relaxing, relaxing. Sitting <laughs> on the couch. i know but it's like what <laughs> yeah. do i keep for myself then like what yes. is something that i could just keep no one sees this it i don't yeah. have to just feel like i have to share yeah. it all the time you and know? it's learning yeah. that you know you deserve you like give yourself mm. you so i just try and give myself me and it's things that you know you might consider boring but that's how i keep my anxiety at bay mm. too and i keep balance it's just being with my people i love who've been around me all my life yeah. before yeah. any of this yeah so they yeah. keep me grounded it's the people that know who you are before all the shiny and the, yeah. the yeah. fame and all that bullshit yeah. it's those people that have <laughs> not been in your life yeah you know, yeah. it, and that's what I'm the same, honestly. It's just being around the people like my family, my friend Isabella, and my friendship group of girls that I've known since I was, you know, nine years old. And also um, my and cats. They, like, they always keep yeah. me grounded. And Millie for you too, Dom. Like, oh, I, oh big so time. Oh, my, my God. Like, and your dog too, Maria. Like, I love when I see yeah. your gorgeous oh German Shepherd. Like, it's just, but th- it's that time that is the real grounding shit. Because, that, like, that's real. You yeah. know, it's like the love that. You know your animal gives to you is just like all right this is this is real life this isn't yeah. just oh, when someone likes my photo and like oh my god my likes are going up on instagram that's real love love yeah. that you can actually feel and grasp and take a hold of 100%. yeah so it's it's so you know important to have that part I, of life because I'm, otherwise you just yeah. lose yourself yeah. and i'm a new fair parent right i love I'm watching a your fur parent. parenting <laughs> stories i love it the girls got their cones off which <laughs> thank god for that <laughs> because babies. i felt like such a bitch i felt like a disappointment yeah. and miso actually oh, could have had hers off a long time ago but <gasps> the other one had to keep hers on so i made them both keep it on both keep it on i was like that's a bit unfair that's good parenting yeah it was like sorry i know miso. i actually laughed at that so hard like i kept thinking about it and just would chuckle because I'm, I'm like oh my god this it's too much i gotta to keep, keep hers on it's only fair it's only fair i but know when axel's in a cone it breaks yeah it was honestly the worst, the worst especially cats because they fucking like climb the curtains and they couldn't yeah. do anything it was only two weeks but my therapist was the one who kind of explained to me what pet therapy was this was back in january and then i got the kittens and i guess i hadn't gone through like in the last week i'd felt that first experience with your pet mm. where they would just look at you or like sense something and like they both were just I had this moment with them on the couch and like just the way that they were looking at me and I I was it got me really emotional like it just got me really like wow like these two little cats like they love you they love me and they could just sense that Mm. something wasn't right Right. like even just the way that they were touching me with their paws like everything just felt so different maybe because i was a little bit um, no don't invalidate it they (laughs) do sense that they know you yeah they do it was crazy but those whether it's your cats whether it's if you live in a share house with you know chosen family or in like my case it's my family my management at the start of my career said to me you're gonna have moments where you feel lost Mm. where you feel busy overwhelmed or like a, a job is asking you to sell your soul or whatever it is when you need to figure out who you are or come back to your roots, mm. go home to your mum and dad. For you, it might be go home to your cats yeah. and your partner. It might be dumb, like your, you know, your family with your vibrator on the pool table. Yeah. Like <laughs> whatever it is, it's like go to your people. Like yeah. never yeah. lose your people yeah. who know who you are 
beyond all the materialistic yeah. stuff that makes your life shiny because that's not you mm, yeah. you know it's not yeah. it's not that's not who you are yeah and i'm very aware of that so it's we're lucky you yeah. know i think yeah. it, it is it's yeah. the most important thing to remember when you're in a position that we're so blessed to be in you know having mm. the, being able to call this a career um yes. and yeah. having influence to you know thousands and thousands of people mm. um but the thing that we need to remember for our own mental health is that we still need to take the time we don't we can't mm. be constantly giving ourselves oh, yeah. Yeah. and our energy because our energy isn't infinite yeah. and we really need to um, be mindful of that. And that's something I've only recognised a lot after mm. getting out of the jungle um, because really? in, the, in the jungle having just time, not knowing the time, having the days mm. drag on and – Really, it really did change my life. <laughs> next minute, and I, I just, was like signed up for the next <laughs> season. <laughs> it'd be nice. It'd be nice to have a break from it all. Yeah. Like it oh, actually it was, is though. But it would be. Dom, you described oh. it perfectly. It's a genuine, <sighs> we all came out of it. Because you know what? It's not just that like you're eating super clean, mm, albeit yeah. you are starving. Yeah. But yeah. what you're eating <laughs> is clean and like your body clock. Did you find that you had really good sleeps in there? Because oh mine God. was I mean, so Dom's regular. I mean, a good sleeper anyway. Oh, She's okay. a great sleeper. No, <laughs> I'm a great sleeper, but I tell you, I've never slept where it was just like the deepest sleep like mm. and what? just not feeling like I had to – it was just – I don't know. It, I don't even know how to Because you're in nature. Your it, systems but, are like regular. You're waking up not with an alarm, like natural mm, light. You're yeah, eating clean. Yeah. And so like all of us came out of it going – new perspective on yeah. life like I need to put me first a little bit yeah and you won't always yeah. get it right like for even with your listeners like they might listen and this week you might go oh I'm gonna do this and in a week you might mess up and feel like you've reverted but at least mm. just keep that awareness you can always start again oh my god so and I, it's, like, yeah. it's okay to like fall in and out of you know following a, a routine or yeah. trying to be be better at going to gym class or eating yeah. clean or whatever that may be. I do that mm. all the time. I always mess up. It's like, oh, I'm going to go to bed early tonight but then I got caught up in TikTok or you know what I mean yeah. or yeah. I can't put my book down because I, I just need to read one more chapter. Like there's <laughs> yeah. always something. It's never going to be perfect. And, mm. no. you, you know, I think once we get rid of the idea that we have to be perfect mm. or whatever mm. you – what even – perfect is like I'm ugh. Yeah, like is that? yeah that's when you'll be content with life and I think yeah. people and, and that's what I was fighting when I got in the jungle because I was trying to like fight against like I need to know what the time is I don't like I don't mm. like being you yeah. know having all of this but the second I let that go and mm. just released the the need to be in control of everything yeah. That's when the real healing for me started. And that's when mm. I was that's able beautiful. to look at my life and go, oh my God, like. Mm. Maybe I should make the, my own little jungle. Maybe Seriously, Ella's like, <laughs> she goes off the grid next week. Yeah, you're like, yes. just, like <laughs> on this, some bush somewhere. No, but you're that's so what right. I can, and like, yeah. full transparency then, for anyone who's listening, because I know it all sounds amazing. You guys have just talked to me about Miss Universe and the podcast and a book and blah, blah, mm. blah. Do you know how much anxiety I was dealing with this morning before I came to see YouTube? Because at the moment my house is being renovated mm. and I've, I've been sick for two weeks. Like I'm recovered now, not contagious, just letting Don't you worry. know, Ella. <laughs> <laughs> not contagious. But like, so I've been sick and, and really busy. And mm. on the on the front of it, it looks like, wow, you're doing all these cool things. Yeah. But I do manage anxiety and having people like, I, I just 
struggle with a lot of people around me as well having strangers in and out of my house loud noises all Mm. that triggers me so I was really anxious before I came here Mm. and I had to sort of just go I was trying to write um my TED talk and I was like I can't do this right now like my mind is just not there yeah and I just let myself go I'm not feeling good like Mm. I'm feeling really highly strung yeah and I let myself take a minute shower meditate came here and now I'm just having a chat with you guys where I've not felt like I've needed to put up any pretenses and oh, not having, yeah, yeah, not having to pretend and yeah. just going like, yeah, I was fucking anxious and things feel great and then they don't. That's being human and that's yeah. why it's, you know, I feel better. Completely. I, yeah. I, having lived with, you know, an, an anxiety disorder for like 15 years of my life, yeah. if anything that I'm going to preach in my life is that the second you acknowledge mm. how you're feeling and if that is anxious, if that is sad, if that is angry, if you acknowledge it within yourself and you allow that feeling just to completely pass through you because it's going to do it whether you like it or not Mm. accept it let it pass and if it leaves you feeling discombobulated if if you're still anxious i think fighting against it is is just going to make it worse if you just acknowledge it if you're having a bad day it's fine tomorrow's another day it's just a bad day you're so blessed that you get another day tomorrow you know like yeah i think it's all about changing that mindset and that's one thing that's saved me and saved my life many many times yeah um I love having struggled with it for pretty much half of my life wow. um i've had to learn kind of my own tricks that i can kind of mm. fake it till you make it really at the yeah. end of the day because that's what it is and you yeah. and you have to and and i and i i'm not gonna sit here and lie and say yeah my life's perfect and i'm bloody amazing all the time no half the time I'm faking it mate like no you too would and and people would think that with you too because and as somebody who's like I get this how this industry works and you're Mm. working on great things and that's what people see but you're both human Mm. and it's going to feel really overwhelming sometimes you're under intense public scrutiny and so all your days are not going to be good days but Mm, like I think if you do what you said because it's the same one thing I'm learning to do as well is being able to accept when it is not a good yeah. day mm-hmm. and that's all right like I don't have to force yes. it to be a good yeah. day like yeah. when I was going through my breakup mm. I'm I hadn't been heartbroken for a very long time yeah. this is the first time mm. in four years that I've wow. gone through a breakup I don't like those feelings necessarily yeah. but I needed yeah. a day where I just played sad yeah. music and cried in the shower yeah. and that's okay if some days are like that and I think yeah. accepting it is very a very important part of actually being able to process and move on from yeah. it as opposed to pretending it's not there and like yeah. pushing it down yeah yeah, yeah I yeah. agree oh I think Aww. it's a beautiful way to end um, yeah I was just, I was just about to because <laughs> honestly so nice. I think it's a beautiful sentiment I think that everyone should take away whatever you want from this episode but I really do hope that yeah. people take that sentiment away because yeah. I know for a fact that it will help people in their day-to-day lives and mm. hopefully um, thank you so much Maria for coming on the podcast and, and chatting with us and just being so open and honest it's been yeah. really amazing and also insightful I feel like I've learned so much I feel like I know you now. Like I I feel like I know you so much more, which I've wanted. Um, (laughs) Like I remember when I when we first maybe thrown a couple messages and I met Shannon and she was saying that you guys are besties. I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl! I'm hearing her now everywhere. Everywhere. And then I saw you at the fashion festival. Fashion festival. That was like one of my first like little fashion things that I went to. Um, And then the Grand Prix. That was just. It was so weird because like you kind of just. We're everywhere. I'm like I'm at around. all these, but I didn't know like personally you, you know, to your yeah. core. And yeah, I, I still don't know you to your core, but I know a lot about you yeah. now. And 
I have a lot of respect for you. And I, I, I can say that with for Dom as well. Like yeah. respect for everything that you've, you know, done on your own and been able to get through. Like I can't imagine it wouldn't have would have been easy. And to where you are now, I mean, you've achieved so much and you're an inspiration to many women. Guys, you both yeah. don't know that. That's so, <laughs> like, that's so And, and that's I can really honestly, growing up, you know, and having so many friends that were Indian and, mm. and Asian and all of that, I, I can only imagine how incredible it would be for, you mm. know, little girls growing up being able to see someone that yeah. they – recognize that you know they they look at you on tv or instagram wherever that may be and they can see a part of themselves and i think yeah. that is the most yeah. special and amazing thing and i think from everything that you've you know you've done in your amazing career you, you must be just so proud of that mm. you know You're one beautiful. thing that those little yeah. girls growing up now have someone that you wish that you had all those mm. years ago and i think, I think that's that the thing, for anything that's that is, why. yeah well, that's that. Yeah. That's the why. And like with so that's much the of the why, things yeah. that I want to do in my career and that I will do, I've not had. There's no one else who's yeah. done this stuff, and it's not easy. It's amazing. But it's those little girls, and yeah. those yeah. young people that I think of, and it's like, like I've got to do it yeah. because I have to yeah. show people it's possible. Yeah, and incredible. And what you both said, mm. it means so much to me because I've always like I've known Dom. You, yeah. You've stayed you since you know. And again, like I don't know you like personally, personally. Mm. But the way you are now is no different to how you were when you were a blogger at Mecca Lane. <laughs> yeah, all those exactly. Years. Like you, you're still yeah. you. And anyone who knows me knows I'm still me. And Ella, mm. like I've always said to you and in our early DMs, I'm like, we just vibe. Yeah. Like, you know, when you know you meet people who are like cool, they're down to earth. Yeah. It's like yeah. there are no false pretenses. Like mm. you guys are just women who are really good to other women. You're fun, you're open. Mm-hmm. I think you've got good values. And so it means a lot that you say that because I hold you both in really high regard. Aww. And I feel like it was just, a, it was, I like that you just asked questions where you're like, explain this to me. Yeah. I never felt this. Like, what is it? Like, well, there's no sugar coating here. And I really don't <laughs> no. know a lot in this yeah. area of the world, like in what yeah. you've done. Like, I really don't know. Like, I'm that person between Dom and I. I don't know celebrities. Like, I don't know all the goss up. I'm not up to date on anything. So I'm like, tell me everything about it because it's just so interesting. Yeah. It's like a whole nother area yeah. of life which yeah. you've lived. Yeah. Um. So it's it's cool. I love it. Well, I love to thank you for having <laughs> me sit with you too because I loved it. Oh, so, amazing! I'll be thank vibing you so with you too later. So <laughs> yes, good time. Can't wait, can't wait to good hear the time. reviews for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You see, like anonymous, and it's like a glowing <laughs> review. <laughs> We'll leave in the show notes the link to your podcast, The Maria Fatil Show. And once again, thank you so much, Maria, for coming on here and sitting with us and just bearing your soul and being so open and honest, Mm. and we really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.